Did you know that the average adult in the United States spends almost three hours a day on social media? Yeah, that is nuts, right? Well, when you think about it, it actually makes sense. So much of our lives, so much of our relationships now take place online. And that's why it's so important for all of us to be equipped and trained to be able to be active in our faith on social media so that it's not just something that happens in a church building, but that we're able to take the gospel, take the message of Jesus to where people are, which right now is Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok. And so if you want to learn how to do that effectively, how to use social media as an effective evangelism tool, then I would encourage you to check out Digital Missionary Academy. It's an online community of like-minded believers that are super focused on sharing their faith, being active in their faith online, and helping their friends become Christians. I post new videos in there every single Monday. And so if you want to check it out for free, just go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com or you can click the link in the show notes. That is digitalmissionaryacademy.com. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. Sin is addictive. And that's probably not news to you. <laughs> all of us struggle with temptation. All of us struggle with sin. And when you first become a Christian, one of the great things about getting the Holy Spirit is that now you are set free from sin, right? At least hypothetically. I know for me, uh, there was certainly a lot of things that changed in my life, but I did notice as a young Christian that there were still certain sins that plagued me, that, that followed me into my new life as a Christian. And I want to share first an excerpt from a book that I just finished reading called Atomic Habits, um, which is a fantastic book, it has nothing to do with the Bible necessarily, but there's a principle here that is certainly applicable to our fight against sin. And in the uh, beginning of chapter seven, which the author, James Clear, titles The Secret to Self-Control, I'm going to read this excerpt and then talk about what it means for us in our fight against sin and also the parallels that we see in scripture. So starting in uh, chapter seven, it says, in 1971, as the Vietnam War was heading into its 16th year, Congressman Robert Steele from Connecticut and Morgan Murphy from Illinois made a discovery that stunned the American public. While visiting the troops, they had learned that over 15% of U.S. soldiers stationed there were heroin addicts. Follow-up research revealed that 35% of service members in Vietnam had tried heroin and as many as 20% were addicted. The problem was even worse than they had initially thought. This discovery led to a flurry of activity in Washington, including the creation of the Special Action Office of Drug Abuse Prevention under President Nixon to promote prevention and rehabilitation and to track addicted service members when they returned home. Lee Robbins was one of the researchers in charge. In a finding that completely upended the accepted beliefs about addiction, Robbins found that when soldiers who had been heroin users returned home, only 5% of them became re-addicted within a year, and just 12% relapsed within three years. In other words, approximately nine out of 10 soldiers who used heroin in Vietnam eliminated their addiction nearly overnight. This finding contradicted the prevailing view at the time, which considered heroin addiction to be a permanent and irreversible 
condition. Instead, Robbins revealed that addictions could spontaneously dissolve if there was a radical change in the environment. In Vietnam, soldiers spent all day surrounded by cues triggering heroin use. It was easy to access. They were engulfed by the constant stress of war. They built friendships with fellow soldiers who were also heroin users, and they were thousands of miles from home. Once a soldier returned to the United States, though, he found himself in an environment devoid of these triggers. When the context changed, so did the habit. Compare the situation to that of a typical drug user. Someone becomes addicted at home or with friends, goes to a clinic to get clean, which is devoid of all the environmental stimuli that prompt their habit, then returns to their old neighborhood with all of their previous cues that caused them to get addicted in the first place. It's no wonder that usually you see numbers that are the exact opposite of those in the Vietnam study. Typically, 90% of heroin users become re-addicted once they return home from rehab. And what's really crazy about this story is that it shows the secret to self-control, the secret to overcoming an addiction, whether it's a heroin addiction in this example, or a sin, is not willpower. It's not wanting it bad enough. It's changing your environment. It's changing the things that are triggering you and tempting you and removing them completely. That is the secret to overcoming an addiction. That is the secret to overcoming a sin. That quite literally, the best thing you can do in your fight against sin is run away. Literally run away from it. And we actually see that in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 6, when Paul is addressing sexual immorality in the church. He says, flee from sexual immorality. Don't fight it. Don't fight against it. Don't try and will your way out of it. Flee. Run away from that temptation. Same thing happened with Joseph in the book of Genesis, right? That Potiphar's wife tries to trap him and wants to sleep with him. And what does he do? He runs away. He's like, I am not going to sin against God. I'm going to run away. I'm going to flee from the situation. And so for us, when we're dealing with our sin, when we're dealing with our sinful natures, the tendency is to try harder, pray more, confess more. But really the secret is to change up your environment so that it works for you and not against you. So here are some things that you can do, some very practical things that you can do to change your environment to easily break the habit of sin. Move the computer into the living room in a public place and maybe even have your spouse or your roommate put a a parent control on there so you can only access it during certain hours of the day. If pornography, if looking at stuff on the computer is a struggle for you, change the environment in which you use the computer, (laughs) right? If you struggle with overeating and indulging, don't drive past your favorite food place. Change your route, change your commutes. If, If you're back to commuting to and from work by the time you listen to this episode, change how you get there so you don't pass the place that tempts you. If you want to get really extreme, move to a new city or a new neighborhood or even potentially a new church. Get new roommates. If your current roommates are not helping you and if spending time with them is actually pulling you into sin, move out. Get new roommates. Whatever you have to do, change up your environment so that it works for you, 
and not against you. So step one is to identify the triggers that begin your descent into sin, the things that kind of start that journey for you and eliminate them. But then if you need to, completely shift your environment, completely shift where you live, how you operate, where you go, and what you do. That is how you overcome sin. That's how you break the bonds of these addictions. So I hope that was helpful for you, seeing that even something as crazy as a heroin addiction can be easily overcome just by changing your environment. So now it's up to you. Identify your triggers, identify the sins that you've become enslaved to over the years, and then change your environment so you can get the upper hand, break those sins, and live a life that is pleasing to God. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes, and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I'll talk to you soon.